In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bravo Docket. Today is another juicy set of lawsuits that we're going to go through. But before we do that, I'm going to hand it over to Angela to, or Justice Angela, excuse me, to Justice Angela to introduce this this episode. Okay, Bravo Docket Reality TV Court is now in session. On today's docket, we have four cases involving RHOC's Dr. Jen Armstrong. The first case involves an action brought by Bruce Eliff. Before we get to the docket, we have some preliminary matters, including providing a little bit of background of Dr. Jen. All right. So who is Dr. Jen? Dr. Jen is one of the newest Real Housewives of Orange County, like you just mentioned. But she's kind of brought along with her some lawsuits. Do you want to give more background on like her background? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Dr. Jen is the newest cast member, as Justice Sessie said, and she is a doctor in Orange County. She sort of presents herself as a working mom who is struggling to balance her family life and her work life. She lists her experience. We did get several comments from our Bravo docket, we'll call them jurors, that wanted to weigh in on how Dr. Jen presents herself as a doctor. And those were interesting. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, too. So Dr. Jen went to the University of Hawaii for medical school. Dr. Jen has a medical license from the state of Hawaii. And according to her LinkedIn, she also has a Texas medical license. Now, please know that we did not actually go to those medical licensing websites. So we are relying on the statements of Dr. Jen. She went to UCLA where she did her residency, and it's a pathology residency program, which are astute 
Bravo Docket listeners pointed out that that's not dermatology. And it is confusing because when I was researching for this episode, I, of course, Googled her and it shows that she specializes in dermatology, but she is not board certified in dermatology and she has not done a residency in dermatology. Ceci, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about some of the comments and things that were pointed out by our Bravo Docket listeners? Yeah, I think the, the gist of it was that dermatology is it's a prestigious certification to get and it involves a lot of education and that she is not actually a dermatologist. But yeah, her practice is listed as a cosmetic, specializing cosmetic dermatology. And that's in her own words. So it is very confusing, like you mentioned. I don't have the full comment, (laughs) so I can't recite what it was. But yeah, we just wanted to make that very clear that she's not a dermatologist. Yeah, and that is a really competitive residency to get. So that's, I think, why some of our doctor medical listeners were kind of like, "Mm, I think you guys should point this out. Because I, I agree, that is confusing. I think if you don't have any knowledge of how that residency works, or and she says she specializes in cosmetic dermatology, then you're going to just naturally assume, oh, she works on skin. She's a dermatologist. So that makes sense to me while they would be concerned about that. She's got a master's of science and her field of study was biophysics and physiology. She does say on her LinkedIn, she's got an American Academy of Aesthetic Medicine fellowship in aesthetic medicine. But I don't know exactly what that means or certifies. She claims to have been an assistant professor at Concordia University, Irvine for one year and one month, and then a research scientist at the Beckman Laser Institute from 2003 to 2012. That's a long time. That's eight years and six months. So she says, while I worked at the Beckman Laser Institute, I worked with two other PhDs in laser technology and dermatology. So again, she mentions dermatology here. So, but again, not a dermatologist. Presently, she is the CEO and medical director of a Advanced Skin Care Surgery and Med Center. So she owns her own practice, and that's what we see her doing on the show. Perfect. Let's get into the lawsuits. Let's get into the the fun stuff. So we have some new names that haven't popped up before. And the first lawsuit we're going to talk about, Jen actually brought up herself on one of the recent episodes of Orange County, where she says she was sued by an ex-boyfriend or ex-fiance for a loan that she was given to go to law uh, law school, med school. (laughs) So we're going to talk about that one. And the ex-boyfriend that she mentioned is named, oh my gosh, I didn't put his first name. Bruce. It's Bruce. Bruce. Oh, okay. Bruce. Billionaire Bruce. That's how I remembered it. Billionaire Bruce. Billionaire Bruce. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Elif? How are you going to say his name? Oh man, I should have figured out how you say it. Can we just call him Billionaire Bruce? E-L-I-E-F-F is how it's spelled. So. Elif. 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 I'm going to call him Billionaire Bruce. All right. Billionaire Bruce. So he is a billionaire. I, I, I don't know if that's like verified he, or confirmed. He but was. So I looked that up because he actually lost his billionaire status, I believe, when the Lehman Brothers collapsed. That was his biggest lender. So he's his net worth presently according to the internet, is expected to exceed $300 million by 2021. His company, SunCal, was valued at $4 billion before its major lender, Lehman Brothers, went bankrupt. Billionaire Bruce is also 25 years older than Dr. Jen, according to the internet. Yeah, so he runs, he still runs to this day SunCal companies, and they're one of the largest real estate developers in the country, according to the business's website. It connects investors and financial institutions with properties they can invest in across the United States and 
Like you mentioned, Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy in 2008, and it was problematic because the bank was SunCal's main lender. So it meant that overnight, over a dozen multi-million dollar properties that SunCal was developing were left unfinished, according to the Wall Street Journal. He's now married and has one daughter. So let's get into it. Oh, and I, I... Unfortunately, for the people listening or everyone, you don't get to see my lovely outline where I put a photo of him, but you can Google him and you will see what Bruce Elieff looks like. I just like putting a face to the to the story. He looks kind of like he kind of looks to me like how I would maybe imagine like a billionaire in a movie or like a documentary. He looks kind of like that guy. I think he looks like he dyes his hair, too. He kind of looks like Terry Dubrow undercover. Like if Terry Dubrow was trying to hide out from the mob or something, this he looks like Terry Dubrow just with black hair. With black hair and really dark sunglasses. You're exactly right. So that's that's who we're talking about. Okay. So we, we painted a picture for you. So on one of the episodes of RHOC, Dr. Jennifer Armstrong revealed that she met Bruce Elieff after her father passed away. She says he was the one who comforted her in a difficult time, and she added that he was rich and interesting. So Elieff filed a lawsuit against Armstrong on November 22nd, 2013 in Orange County in state court. The causes of action that he alleged were promissory fraud, fraudulent concealment, breach of oral agreement to repay, and accounting. He filed against Jen, but also lists Doe's 1 through 25, who he claims were co-conspirators with Jen Armstrong. I don't know if we've explained that before. Like when you put a, a doe in, it's when you really don't know the identity of people, you know that they're out there. I think with Discovery, you're trying to figure out who they are, but it's kind of a, a placeholder until you find their names. So he is seeking or was seeking with this lawsuit $850,000 plus interest in punitive damages. He claims funds were misappropriated from him between 2010 and 2013. Do you want to go into the facts? Billionaire Bruce claims that he and Dr. This is from his pleadings. He says that they met in 2007 and began dating in 2009. According to Billionaire Bruce, she was on hiatus from attending medical school at the University of White, where she claimed to have a full scholarship. She also talked about this on the show. We Bruce says that Dr. Jen told him, or just Jen at the time, that she had family money from oil. That's really hard to say without a Southern accent. And had over $500,000 in the bank and that she was investing that money. According to him, she went back to medical school in fall of 2009. Do you want to take it from there? Sure. So in January 2010, she told billionaire Bruce that she lost her scholarship and was estranged from her family. She claims that because of the estrangement, payments for her extra expenses that weren't covered by the scholarship, so things like her dorm payments, I guess food, money, all that extra stuff that was usually paid for by her parents weren't being made. She claims that her $500,000 were tied up in investments. So she asked her boyfriend the billionaire Bruce, to pay her expenses totaling $10,000 per month and give her $150,000 for tuition. He claims she said she would repay it all back once things with her parents were resolved. And then he adds that she asked that all payments that were made to her, so that $10,000 a month, the $150,000 for tuition, go through her friend, John Luciano. Who is John Luciano? 
Okay, I'm going to say Luciano because that's how my family would pronounce it. I First of all, there's a lot of John Lucianos, so I did not want to pull one of them up and get it incorrect and then be giving you information about the wrong John Luciano. But I will say that I find from other court documents, Billionaire Bruce's characterization of this John Luciano person as Jen Armstrong's friend to be a bit spurious because there are uh, documents from the California Secretary of State showing that John Luciano, a John Luciano and Billionaire Bruce had had incorporated businesses together. And then if you guys remember, Dr. Jen said that the reason why she and Bruce weren't together was because she found out that he was not, uh, he was still married to his ex-wife, hadn't been divorced from her yet. And the timeline does meet up because we found the divorce pleadings between Bruce and his first wife, and they were still married according to even this timeline that Bruce gives in this case. It all gets very messy. Also, in Bruce's first wife's, Billionaire Bruce's first wife's divorce proceedings, his ex-wife says that uh, Luciana was living in her home that no one should be living in. And according to her, it was Billionaire Bruce that was letting Luciano live in this house. So I don't like this Luciano person is definitely interesting. They use the word grifter in the document. My favorite word. Yeah. So depending on what court documents you're reading, he's either very close to Bruce or very close to Jen Armstrong. According to Bruce, though, all payments he was making, all the, the quote unquote loans he was giving to Jen Armstrong were going through John Luciano because of some bank issue or something in Hawaii. Like she couldn't she couldn't figure out how to wire to her bank in Hawaii. I don't know. This is just from the pleadings. Okay, can I just make a comment here? I mean, this guy is running a billion dollar company and he knows how to wire. I mean, there's no way he doesn't know how to wire money. He could set up an account for her in Hawaii and wire her the money directly. I mean, I okay, dude, you are so smart and you have a billion dollar company, but you have to wire money through someone else or they tell you that and you believe, I don't know. That just seems seems like weird rich people stuff. Don't don't pay me, pay my friend and then he'll get it to me. I don't know. It's That doesn't beyond. make sense. Like, I know. I don't get it. Okay, so going back to the lawsuit, in July 2010, this is again according to Billionaire Bruce, Jen Armstrong claimed that she had health issues, a recurring spout of bone cancer in her leg. I can't Oh, she talked about that in the latest episode. Right. So she did mention that she had a leg tumor that caused her issues and she had to do exercises for it. And in this lawsuit, Billionaire Bruce claims that the bone cancer came back and because of her disputes with her family, they terminated her insurance. So she claimed she needed $160,000 and she agreed to repay all sums of money that she got from him. She claims that the radiation she had before caused infertility issues and she wanted to freeze her eggs before going through radiation. So she also requested from Bruce $37,000 for egg freezing and he gave it to her. Do you want to read the next... Okay, so I I did find this fascinating, the sequence of events in the petition, because it's immediately from the paragraph talking about how she needed money for infertility issues. And then the next paragraph is she's pregnant with twins. <laughs> so in April slash June of 2011, Jen told Billionaire Bruce she was pregnant with twins and that they were his. Again, this is according to uh, Billionaire Bruce's allegations in the complaint. He said he continued sending her $10,000 a month and paid for medical bills amounting to about $50,000. And then he said that he later learned that she had already done a paternity test without his knowledge and found out that 
that the twins were not billionaire Bruce's twins. And then he claims that others knew about this and kept silent to assist Jen in perpetuating this fraud. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was just to clarify for the timeline why, why, why we're bringing this up. So it was in July 2010 when she asked to have money to freeze her eggs. And then a little just over a year later or under a year later is when she had or when she was pregnant with the twins. I don't know how she got pregnant with the twins, but if it was via the eggs that she froze, wouldn't billionaire Bruce know if they were his? Right. <laughs> so, no, I don't know. He doesn't say any details about what she was alleging there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't that timeline wouldn't make any sense at all. The timeline just does not make sense. It does not make sense for that. And it's also another thing we're reading this. I'm like, well, you know, you had to know she couldn't have done that with the eggs. And so with but she this admitted timeline, that she was in a really she admitted yeah. she was in a relationship okay. with someone else when she met Ryan. That they were both in relationships when they met each other. Okay. Okay. So that that's already been she said that on the show. They like met at a breakfast buffet or something when they were both dating other people. So it is possible that she was having simultaneous relationships with both of them. Well, she yeah, she had to have been with this timeline. And okay. I mean, and according to him, she had already gotten a paternity suit done or a paternity test done. So if if we believe billionaire Bruce and that this is true, then that means that she had some question as to the paternity of the twins. So, OK, so back to the facts. In December 2012, she had the twins and let Bruce know that they were not his. Wait, so she was said he, he, he thinking he sorry to interrupt, but was he thinking that these were his twins, but then he wasn't there when they were born or I don't know. Yeah, the phrasing in the complaint is weird. It's like, okay, so you had twins, but you weren't there, and then you, the person you believe the mother of your children just calls you up and is like, oh, by the way, I had the, I had, I had twin babies, and they're not yours. <laughs> it's just I weird. don't know. Yeah, I just think maybe things were going downhill at this point, right, in their relationship. So, well, okay, December 2012, she has the twins. Lets him know that they're not his. She said that she wouldn't be repay any of the money and stopped communicating with him. However. Several months later, she tried speaking with him again and now again claimed they were well flipped and said the twins were his. She said that, uh, oh, and that, and that was it. There's, there's actually nothing after that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say, like, I stopped talking to her. She stopped talking to me. That it, That's just it. <laughs> so, you know, this is uh, caveat. This is pure speculation. But it sounds like her relationship with Ryan, Ryan, I think the, the Ryan, Ryan, I hate. Just say Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, with Ryan, I'm struggling. All right, with Ryan, she said that their relationship was tumultuous. And then you even see that clip they play over and over on RHOC where, it, oh, it took him a while to decide like, or to be into her or whatever. So it sounds like maybe she was going back and forth between these two guys. And I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like it was just a mess. Yeah. So then he claims that since their last communication, he learned that the reasons that she needed the loans were either untrue or exaggerated. But he doesn't specify which parts of it he thinks are untrue and which parts of it he thinks she exaggerated. But he also claims that Luciano, who we mentioned before, was in on all of it, knew all the information, withheld it from him and was keeping on with with, with the scheme, like helping the scheme proceed. That's that's a lot. of. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of things going on at the same time. But okay. wait, there's more. Yeah, but wait, <laughs> there there's is so more. much more. There's so much more. So unfortunately, this case, when you try and look for it, is kind of wiped off the face of the judicial records. It's we, You can't find it. We were fortunate to have found it. Angela dug really deep and found this complaint. But we don't have Jen's official response. We have snippets of it. We have what she said on the show. So... Susie, why don't you say... 
what Armstrong said in response. Okay, um, yeah. So she, yeah, so she said that I feel that this lawsuit is his last ditch effort to continue controlling my life. She described him as controlling, possessive, and very jealous. She said the allegations were completely baseless because everything he gave me was a gift, no strings attached. She said she was showered with expensive jewelry, a new Range Rover, and other items total with a total worth in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that that's in a court document that she said that. I'm not sure how that so- <laughs> helps her claim <laughs> to like be like, oh, that's not it. It's not just the money. He also gave me a, a car. Anyway, as she claims he presented her with stacks of cash on occasion, which she usually declined, gave him credit cards with gave her credit cards with no limits to buy whatever she wanted. She added, I was convinced that he was sleeping with a number of women other than me. She admits she also strayed, but it was during a brief period of time that we had broken up. So that is her side of the story. It's incomplete, but that is what we have. So it sounds like she's doing the, you know, we were on a break. <laughs> like the, well, the Ross, the Ross yeah. and Rachel, we were on a break. <laughs> it when, also when she it, was with Ryan or. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess reading through it, it does seem like she's bringing up all this other stuff to kind of set the tone that he constantly gave her gifts. So why wouldn't she assume that this extra money was also a gift? Do you want to get into the Luciano case? The leader Bruce Elif also sues Luciano in on August 5th, 2014, and it alleges many of the same facts, but it says that outright that Luciano knew a lot of the facts and concealed them from him. So the facts of this money that uh, Jen was asking for was not being actually used for the things she was saying she needed it for and that uh, Luciano was taking a percentage of it. Oh, and again, it also says the thing about what we said, like the the payments went to Luciano instead of Armstrong because Jen said she had wire transfer issues in Hawaii at her bank. He says Luciano fleeced him of $1 million. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I forgot that he said the word fleeced as well in the lawsuit against Armstrong. And I thought that was so funny. He keeps <laughs> using the term fleeced. She fleeced me out of yes, money. A grifter that was fleecing. Seems like there's like slang. A lot of sling in these. I, I kind of enjoy colloquial phrases in legal pleadings sometimes. It helps break it up. Mm-hmm. Um, although this one, Agreed. the facts are interesting enough that it's like, meh, probably not necessary. You need the word <laughs> fleeced and grifter. But whatever. It's, it's like, it's, <laughs> wanted to make sure they made the point. Billionaire Bruce also claims Luciano orchestrated a scheme where Bruce claimed he was buying Armstrong jewelry or where Luciano claimed he was buying Armstrong jewelry. Yeah. So he also claims Luciano orchestrated this interesting scheme where Luciano told Bruce he was going to buy Jen Armstrong jewelry, expensive jewelry. So Bruce paid $250,000 to a third party to get a ring and like other jewelry for her. So I think the third party was like a jewelry store or something. He found out, though, that Luciano and Armstrong were getting a kickback of any of the money that billionaire Bruce paid to the jeweler and that they hiked the prices up, the third party did, in order to have them spend more than the jewelry was actually worth. And this also hiked up the kickback that Jen and Luciano were getting from the purchase of the jewelry. Allegedly. He claims that, allegedly, (laughs) this is all alleged. Yeah. Um, And he claims that they got over $75,000 in kickbacks from this whole jewelry scheme. It doesn't say how he found this out or what, you know, what. so we don't have any info on how he supposedly discovered this, allegedly. And then he also claims Luciano would help Jen 
craft text messages to send to billionaire Bruce to persuade him to send her more money. So I can just picture them like sitting together, like get him to wire you this much. Here's what you should type, you know, (laughs) yeah. And sending it to billionaire Bruce. I mean, this whole, Um, this whole triangle is just odd to me. And it makes me wonder if Armstrong when she realized Elif was mad and wanted to file a lawsuit or something, said, you know, like blamed everything on Luciano. And then Luciano pointed the finger at Jen. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce had to have gotten the information from somewhere. So yeah. I think that's plausible. There's also additional extortion facts that I love Billionaire additional extortion Bruce, facts. Let's just, you want more? Here's more. I want more. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so this is again in Billionaire Bruce's lawsuit against Luciano. He claims that after he filed the lawsuit against Armstrong, so yeah, just a reminder, he filed the lawsuit against Armstrong first and then this one, but he claims that Luciano spoke to Billionaire Bruce's brother and threatened that he had recorded phone conversations between Billionaire Bruce and Jen Armstrong and was going to give them to the IRS to expose a tax fraud scheme. He says that he knew of Elief's Cayman Island bank accounts said he knew that billionaire Bruce had improperly used the company jet and amounted to tax fraud that he would expose, said that he would reveal unflattering information to the press about billionaire Bruce if he didn't capitulate, and then bragged about extorting A-list celebrities like George Clooney to give his threats legitimacy. So he's basically like, if you don't drop the suit against Jen Armstrong, look at all this stuff I have on you and that I'm going to do. And there is a New York Post article that we believe, or I think you can connect the dots and assume that maybe Luciano did speak to a reporter and got some unflattering facts out there about billionaire Bruce. It was published July 28th, 2014. I'm just going to read it. Luciano told the Post that Ilief, or Ilief, whose appearance he compared to the cartoon ogre Shrek, can only get young hot women if he lavishes them with dough. <laughs> he said it's ludicrous for them for him to claim these were loans, Luciano said. So he's quoted in here. He gave a quote. Okay. If all of the money has just wait, if all of the money he has given to women over the years were loans, he'd have given out more loans than Bank of America. <laughs> he said this suit is merely sour grapes because Ilif can't get over that his ex doesn't want him and has moved on, Luciano said. Just let's Pause here for a second. What do you think about Elif filing the lawsuit against Jen? I mean, he's a billionaire, even, you know, like worst case scenario, like now he only has $300 million. He decides he needs the money. He doesn't need it, but I think you're, you're, you're in your right, even if you're rich as heck, to seek recourse. I think it's fair to seek recourse, even if you are multi billionaire or whatever. I think you should, if it was indeed a loan, and it was agreed to, I think you can go and file that lawsuit. I don't see anything wrong with it. What about you? I, you know, I think my perspective on it comes a little bit more from when I was in private practice and I had clients. And one of the things when they would come into my office and talk about filing a lawsuit is I would I would ask them, do you want to win this lawsuit or do you want to win at life? Because it's really difficult to do both sometimes. How important is this are you you can you can be right all day long but that doesn't necessarily mean 
you're going to be happy because when I mean when you have your own firm you your client you have like such a relationship with your clients and you are going to war together and you kind of need to see what are they willing to put into this it's and it's at the end of the day you don't want them to resent you or resent the fact that the litigation's going on when they get your legal bills for lots and lots of money I can see what you're saying like I don't know that there's necessarily something morally wrong, but it's kind of like, how do you want to live your life? Do you want to spend, because it takes time when you're going to get deposed and it's, you know, once you, once you open the door to the court system and you put this in there, you're going to have to probably follow through with it. So I would have counseled him to maybe just win at life, find something else to do. It's not no, going to make think, any difference to you. I, I don't know. I disagree. If he was really being taken advantage of, and we'll get to the outcome of this, this case. Yeah. If he really was being taken advantage of, I think he wanted people to know, you know, it, it, it puts people on other people on notice that this person has done this and will maybe do it again. And he gets he gets some of his money back. And it's probably not about the money for him. But it's like you took advantage of me. You broke my heart. You did all this. You bought all these jewels. You took my loans. And I, I, I want I want it back. I'm getting I'm getting my what, what is owed. So, yeah, I mean, part of it, I feel like, too, may have just been a strategy Thing on his part by suing both Luciano and Armstrong because they're going to have to probably point fingers at each other at some point if any of these alleged facts are true. I don't know. I almost feel like Luciano, if he was friends and previous business partners with Elif, maybe orchestrated this thing, especially if he is the one who, especially if he's like bragging about doing it to celebrities like George Clooney, you know? And so I'm almost wondering, is, is this like a smart strategy thing? All right, I'll sue both of them, force them both to defend themselves, point fingers at each other. If you have a client that just really wants to go to war, this is how we win this war. We divide and conquer. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I can, I can see both ways. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Legal team. Have you guys been on Quince's website recently? I shopped on there like three years ago for the first time and bought myself a bunch of cashmere sweaters. I lived in the black cashmere sweater, lived in it. 
And I hadn't shopped on there for a while because my cashmere sweaters lasted for a really long time. But I decided to go back on there and, oh my gosh, have they completely expanded everything that they offer. The workwear, they have washable silk. And I mean, it's so affordable. I also shared with you all that I'm recently engaged and I'm in the middle of wedding planning. So anytime I'm shopping, I'm thinking about wedding, 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 wedding. And they have everything I need for the wedding. I just booked my honeymoon. We're going to go to Southeast Asia. It's going to be hot there. And I've been looking for good linen pieces. Guess what? Quince has good linen pieces and they start at only $30. Then I'm like, okay, we need to get our wedding bands. You know who has fine jewelry now? 14 karat gold, Quince. So I send the link to Avery and I'm like, you have to get your wedding band from here. It's affordable and it looks just like any other wedding band. I mean, it looks great. Another thing I'm doing, again, I have wedding on the brain. I want to look my best. So I'm like, okay, I really want cute little matching sets to go work out in. It's the only way I can get motivated. I have to like wear a cute little matching set. I've gotten really into Pilates. And guess what? Quince has the matching sets. They look identical to matching sets I've already purchased from another sports brand. They have the same thing. And at a fraction of the cost, I was able to get two tops and one pair of pants for the same price that I could only get one set at this other sportswear place. I mean, come on. Quince is just killing it. If you've shopped there before, it's time to go back on again. They have just completely expanded the categories of goods that they have to offer. They're not just all about cashmere sweaters anymore. They have got a ton of stuff, and I highly recommend you go check it out. If you're ready to go try out Quince, go to quince.com slash docket to get free shipping and 365-day returns. That is q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash docket to get free shipping and 365-day returns. That is an amazing guarantee on their goods. So go check it out. I highly recommend it, guys. All right, let's move on to billionaire Bruce V. Ledger. This is another lawsuit that Bruce filed alongside the Armstrong lawsuit and alongside the Luciano lawsuit. So this is a third person. So who is Ledger? Ledger is or was a friend of Jen Armstrong's. And she's a single mom. From her own declaration, she claims she met Elif through Armstrong and just met him a, a couple of times. Like they took trips together. So it says she knew him from 2009 to 2012. So this was filed January 23rd, 2015 in California Superior Court, again by billionaire Bruce. He was suing for aiding and abetting the scheme. So similar to the claims against Luciano that she had information and wasn't being forthright with it and was perpetuating the scheme. He claims that they had a, a ongoing business relationship. And on that basis, she had a duty to tell Bruce about the scheme. He also claims that she received $5,000 of money that he thought he was merely loaning to her. He It's kind of similar to Armstrong. He gave her $5,000. She thought it was a gift. He thought it was a loan. Her side of the story is that she needed emergency surgery to remove her left ovary and she was struggling financially. She claims that when Bruce heard this, he felt bad and gave her $5,000. She claims she told him she would never be able to pay it back. And he said, don't worry about it. You want to talk about what happened next? Okay, so Dr. Jen's single mom friend who is being sued for $5,000 by billionaire Bruce responds by filing an anti-SLAP motion on April 7th, 2015. SLAP stands for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation. It refers to a lawsuit brought in an effort to prevent the exercise of your First Amendment 
rights. So California was the first state in the country to enact a law protecting individuals and businesses against slaps. I want to give more context. So slap is so the slap lawsuit is the one that a plaintiff files against someone else. So but it stems from an act of free speech. So it can be speech like speech about legal issues, legislation, legislative issues, judicial proceedings or other issues of public interest. So when an anti-slap motion is, is the motion that the defendant files against the plaintiff to strike that cause of action saying, no, I was engaged in my free speech right. You can't sue me for that. Basically saying like it, it was it's improper for you to sue me for something that I have said within my free speech right. It is kind of difficult to find what exactly qualifies as one. So what I did was look up popular cases in which ones were granted the anti-slap. So removing that cause of action from the lawsuit. One example where there was a win, it was in November 2010. Filmmaker Frederick Gurton, as a defendant, won an anti-slap motion if after he was sued for defamation by the Dole Fruit Company. Dole. Everyone knows Dole. The case concerned his documentary about the farm workers, and the lawsuit was documented in the film Big Boys Gone Bananas. So if you want to see more about these types of lawsuits, go watch Big Boys Gone Bananas. <laughs> that is but not anyway. the type of film I would have guessed that Big Boys Gone Bananas cover. I... I I'm just going to throw that out there. It's like somebody told me to watch Big Boys Gone Bananas. I would not have assumed that it was a- literally about bananas. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think there it was that Dole sued because they weren't happy with the film. And he was like, well, you can't sue about this because I can make a film about, you know, I can make a film about you. So he ended up winning. So she claims in her going back to our case at hand with Ledger, uh, the single mom, former friend of Dr. Armstrong claims that billionaire Bruce's entire suit was filed because she wouldn't sign a declaration in his suit in support of Armstrong. So he reached out when the suit was going on, and we'll read his text messages because we have them. He claims that, or she claims that he reached out after the lawsuit was filed and wanted her to sign a declaration to support his summary judgment motion against Jen Armstrong. And she claims the only reason he's filing this $5,000 lawsuit is because she wouldn't help him in the case. The word fleeced comes up again because she claims that billionaire Bruce called her in 2014 claiming that Armstrong fleeced him and was like, hey, sign this declaration for me. But ultimately, she was not comfortable signing it. And we have that draft declaration as well. Do you want to read the text messages? Yeah. So... She he sends her the declaration. She has an attorney look at it. Uh, she says she doesn't want to be collateral damage in Elif's war against Armstrong. And he sends her messages and it says, and this is billionaire Bruce. He says, understood, most people don't really like signing these things, but it's also unfortunate that telling the truth should be so troubling, especially in this case where fraud has been committed. Please speak to an attorney and let me know where you come out with this. But either way, we need to get the depot scheduled ASAP. So sorry you had to get involved in this. And believe me, I am so sorry I got deeply involved, which caused such heartache and financial loss. Any help you can give will be greatly appreciated. Thanks. So he's trying to take her deposition in one of the other cases, probably the case against Armstrong or Luciano. And then he's asking her to sign this declaration. And she says, this is um, Ledger, the friend, responding via text message. And it says, 
okay, I'll let you know soon. I understand about wanting to get to the bottom of this and needing to know quickly. There are definitely no hard feelings here, so no need to apologize. I'm sorry to find out the things that you've told me. It all sounds really fucked up. I'll let you know what they say. And then he says in response, so that was September 22nd when she said that. And then on about exactly a month later, Elif texts her back and says, when I asked you for a favor, it was merely for you to tell the truth. And telling the truth should never be a favor, as I believe it's a moral obligation we all have especially when a supposed friend is involved. She says, I was very disappointed when you chose to have an attorney respond versus you personally to me, which I can somewhat understand as it is a way of trying not to be involved. But unfortunately, your attorney did not give you very good legal advice. Your knowledge of the bad deeds done by Ginny and John and your refusal to disclose them to me while they were occurring make you an accessory to this fraud. We are in the midst of a war, and I really hate to see you become part of the collateral damage, which your continued silence puts you at great risk of becoming just that. Please let me know if you would like to go on the record and tell the truth as you have to me several times before. So she put these in support of her anti-slap motion to try and persuade the court that this was only filed in order to retaliate against her. But the court noted that the pivotal question for an anti-slap motion is not the motivation for filing the lawsuit. That is not what anti-slap motions are for. The only question that matters is if the basis of the cause of action sued upon and the conduct described in the cause of action are protected speech or activity. So the court ended up finding that none of the causes of action, so none of the claims in Bruce's complaint were based on protected free speech or were filed to inhibit Ledger's free speech. So the motion was denied and the case proceeded on for, I think, seven months. But the court did note that if Ledger is standing by her claims that Bruce's claims are meritless, she had other ways to try and get the the case dismissed and you know, try and get his causes of action out. It just, the anti-slap motion wasn't the correct way to do that. Do you want to talk about the outcome of this case? Yeah, this case did eventually settle and we don't have the details of that. It just, all we know is that it was dismissed with prejudice, meaning that it couldn't be filed again. So that's all we, that's all we know about that. But it did get very nasty after Ledger lost the anti-slap motion. Billionaire Bruce then had his attorney file a motion for sanctions, asking for court costs for defending against the motion. There was also very contentious discovery disputes, and he requested sanctions over those things. So it was, he was, a, he was an extraordinarily aggressive litigant. I will just say that. So, so yeah, so we've gone through the three billionaire Bruce cases. Just to recap, it was the one against Armstrong, where he's mad that she didn't pay back the loans. The one against Luciano, who he claims was in on all of the scheme. And then the one against Ledger, who, according to her, he filed because he was pissed off that she wouldn't help him. And he claimed he gave her a loan of $5,000. So let's talk about the outcome of the Armstrong case. So it actually went to trial. Do you want to talk about what yeah, the outcome so it was? Yeah, so a bench trial, which means it was not tried in front of a jury. It was a judge making all the decisions. So the judge decided the questions of fact and law. And a, a judge found for billionaire Bruce on his fraud claim and awarded Bruce $539,000. He got approximately half of the money that he was seeking. He was seeking like $850,000 and he ended up getting roughly $500,000. So this means that he won on his promissory fraud claim. And in California, to prove promissory fraud, which 
apparently Bruce proved it, he had to prove that the defendant, so Armstrong, made a representation of intent to perform some future action, so the defendant made a promise, and that the defendant did not really have that intent at the time the promise was made. So the promise was false. So apparently he proved that she, I guess, requested, made a request for money that was she never intended to repay. And the judge found in Bruce's favor, but only for that one claim. And he had several others. So it's kind of unclear which of the purported lies, though, he received damages on. Was it the my my money's tied up? Was it the the bone cancer? Was it the fertility? I'm sure the fact that she, if any of that's true, the fact that she was actually pregnant with Ryan Holiday's twins as opposed to Bruce's twins and he gave her money for the, anything involved with that pregnancy, that's, I have a feeling of the court was like, you gotta pay that back. Yeah, but we don't, we don't know for sure what the exact fraud was that the court found because we can't pull up those court records. In fact, the only reason we are able to give you details on any of this is because he sued Jen's single mom friend for $5,000. And he attached the complaints to that lawsuit as evidence or explanation of this purported scheme. Because he attached those when he sued Ledger, we have them now because the other two cases are gone from the docket. Yeah, so both him, both Bruce and Dr. Jen appealed the judge's decision. But before it even got to appeal, they ended up mediating and also settling their claims. So that is the end of that. We don't know what happened with the Luciano one. I think we can assume that that one settled as well. And then the Ledger one, like we talked about, also settled. So yeah, the Court of Appeals, I mean, seemed to substantiate the district court's finding that Dr. Jen had, in fact, committed over half a million dollars worth of fraud. That was just interesting to read. But they also said she's not a danger to society because they didn't think she was going to defraud anybody else. Do we want to talk about this last lawsuit? I think we should. I think it's interesting. And I think that it's especially because it's on it's ongoing. Yeah. I mean, I usually don't like to talk about him if we don't have a response. But I, it could be something we talk about now. And as the case proceeds, we can give more information on noting all we have is Jen's complaint. So... Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? The next case that we have on our docket is a case that Dr. Armstrong filed against an individual who used to work for her. This case was filed on December 28th, 2021. So it's a very recent case, like Ceci was saying. And the complaint is for damages, for Defamation per se, intentional infliction of emotional distress, invasion of privacy, trespass to chattels, conversion, negligent interference, intentional interference with prospective economic advantage, breach of contract, and then violation of Penal Code 502 and violation of Penal Code 503. That's 10 claims in one complaint against this one person being made by Dr. Jin. So there's a lot going on here. And one of the reasons why we wanted to go ahead and bring this case up is because this involves Bravo producers, there's text messages, and Dr. Jin did have some receipts on this one. So we're not we're not saying that she's right, but we're saying like this is what's been pled. And then we will obviously keep you updated as this case 
proceeds. It says that this individual was employed by Armstrong from August 3rd, 2018 through October 15th, 2021 as her office manager. And then Armstrong alleges that they terminated this person due to theft of medical supplies equipment and other gross misconduct. Yeah. So I guess what is being claimed here is that this individual, after she was terminated, went on a huge campaign trying to damage Armstrong's personal reputation, her business reputation, her medical license. She claimed she was being very vindictive. She would use her uh, Armstrong's login credentials to order unnecessary medical equipment. She would impersonate people. She would message people. She was messaging Jen's friends, I guess, saying allegedly false things. In one of the text messages, someone claims that this individual hacked their phone. It's just, it seems like a huge amount of mess, but also like kind of insane. It's it's crazy the, the amount of stuff being alleged. Okay, so here's some of the receipts that Dr. Jen attached to the pleadings in this case. And we're just going to go over them high level very briefly. But there's just a couple things I want to point out because it's pretty interesting. And we'll put all of these up on our Patreon for our patrons so you can see all the receipts for yourself. Okay, Exhibit A. So Exhibit A is supposedly a text message between Dr. Jen and a patient where the patient texts Dr. Jen and says that this individual that was terminated from Dr. Jen's office contacted the patient and said that the show, meaning RHOC, is going to ruin Dr. Jen. Exhibit B is a cease and desist letter, or as they say in the OC, a cyst and deceased. I'm, I just know I'm going to screw up and accidentally say that in court one day. Uh, so that's uh, the letter that Dr. Jen sent this employee that she terminated when she became aware of some of these alleged activities. Exhibit C is interesting because it appears to be this individual texting a patient. And this patient obviously has some sort of ties to Evolution Media because this terminated individual is asking this patient for Evolution Media's legal counsel's contact information. And it's a long block of text with a lot of other salacious things in there in which this terminated individual claims that she has cooperated with the FBI. Oh, and so Exhibit E is really interesting. So Exhibit E is a copy of what's alleged to be falsified screenshots between this individual, the terminated individual, and another social media account. It shows these screenshots where supposedly Dr. Jen is texting someone saying that she really dislikes Noella, that Noella is the most annoying person alive, and that it says, referring to Noella, she's pro-Biden and I want to rip her eyes out. I'm like, have you ever had a job? I'm going to have to compose myself when I see Bronwyn tomorrow. They are BFF. BFF equals Noella using her, meaning Bronwyn, to get on Housewives. According to these pleadings that were signed under penalty of perjury, because this is a declaration that these are true, these are fabricated messages, fabricated screenshots. And according to Dr. Jen, she did not send those. Real quick before I forget, just a shout out to our Reddit people, because that's how Sessie and I met. So I first saw these messages that had been disseminated, these text me- and it wasn't associated with this lawsuit. It was just text message that had been disseminated and they were on the Bravo Real Housewives subreddit. It was interesting for me to have be like, oh, I remember those from the subreddit. And then to have this allegation in here being that, no, I didn't say that. It was... I thought that was true. I'm glad you 
are saying this. I saw that. I saw those text messages too on Reddit. I thought they were real. Well, I mean, we don't know one way or the other, but it's definitely True. in here. There's she's saying this vindictive person that I've fired. Yeah. In addition to the other conduct that Sessie mentioned, it says she made false reports about Armstrong to regulatory agencies and licensing boards, including the California Medical Board, and alleging that Armstrong engages in unprofessional conduct, including using unlawful filler and working under the influence of drugs, resulting in the California Medical Board investigating these false allegations. And then it says that this individual that Armstrong fired contacted a Bravo Network television producer of the RHOC via text message advising this individual to stay away from Armstrong for for the producer's own protection. And then further, and to ensure that not a single platform to unleash her defamatory fury was left unutilized, this individual created and maintained a social media profile impersonating Armstrong, a licensed medical professional, and used this platform to defame Armstrong's personal relationships, financial status, and professional skills. So we just, this is an ongoing lawsuit that is, we don't know how it's going to come out. This, So the individual on the docket, it shows that this individual is being sued by Armstrong. She switched attorneys and now has a different attorney and that she hadn't filed anything that we could specifically say, like gave her side of the story yet, which is why we're not mentioning her name yet. In in this case, Dr. Jen is asking for a temporary restraining order against this person. And she's saying that what she's wanting the court to do is to prevent this person from impersonating her using Gmail accounts to impersonate her. I mean, some of the things that Dr. Jen is alleging that this person did is sounds awful that she's saying saying that Dr. Jen required intravenous therapy while at work due to drug use and that, you know, medical facilities and medical tools utilized by Armstrong were unsanitary. I mean, I think we've all looked at reviews and things, even just general reviews. And it's like if you see a doctor's office and especially with something like a med spa where it's like you're you can choose whichever one you want to go to. It's not like you're relying on your insurance because you're paying for it out of pocket. If you see someone alleging something like that, it's going to give you pause. So this, I can, this very, it could be very, very damaging. Wait, there's another lawsuit that we haven't talked about with Dr. Jen. Oh, Lord. Oh, wait, you're right. There's the other one yeah. I found. Yeah, no, I guess in yeah, late no, December, yeah. one of her patients filed a lawsuit claiming that she hired a convicted unlicensed doctor to perform her cosmetic procedure. And that is still ongoing. So that's another one. Between this, the malpractice suits... The previous suit by her boyfriend, the lawsuit she's filed against a former employee. This is a lot of litigation. I, you can, it gives a lot of context for the things that Dr. Jen is talking about on this season of RHOC, being like needing to work constantly and, you know, needing to be at the office. And this, this is a lot of legal bills, a lot of legal bills. And it also gives a lot of context for, okay, this is how her marriage with, Mr. Holiday, Mr. Ryan Holiday started out. I mean, and she says that Ela filed the lawsuit within a week of her being married to Ryan. So that that's how they started their, it was messy to start out with, with both of them being, you know, in relationships with other people. Then they have twins, then they get married. And then within the first week of them being married, they get slapped with a lawsuit for over a million dollars. Well, I mean, Jen Armstrong does. And then the the litigation has just continued I don't care who you are. That is stressful. Yeah. All right. 
I think we'll end it here. Thank you for listening as oh, always. Wait, the merch. Oh, we won't be ending it here. <laughs> <laughs> we are releasing merch. Go check it out on our website. Get yourself a little tote bag, a water bottle, phone case, a shirt, whatever you want. Go check it out. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Bravo Docket is part of the ACAST Creator Network.